From BGS, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. Support for The Shift List comes from Nomad. The Santa Barbara, California-based tech accessory company specializes in leather and ruggedly engineered mobile accessories. Check out their line of foam cases lined with leather from the Horween Tannery in Chicago. The color of the leather ages with use and gets more beautiful over time, so even if your iPhone doesn't last, your phone case will. Head to hellonomad.com BGS and use code BGS at checkout to receive 15% off any full-priced items through the end of January. And when you use the BGS code, you'll be entered to win a $200 Nomad gift card, good for anything on the site, including their indestructible chargers. HelloNomad.com slash BGS, 15% discount code BGS at checkout. Jose Salazar is a chef and restaurateur based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Originally based in Queens, he got his start in restaurants around New York, most notably working with Chef Thomas Keller at Per Se and as the executive sous chef at Bouchon Bakery when it first opened in 2006. In 2008, he and his wife Anne moved to Cincinnati after receiving an irresistible offer to be the executive chef of the historic Cincinnatian Hotel and Palace Restaurant, and in December of 2013, they opened Salazar together in Cincinnati's Over the Rhine neighborhood. And in August of 2015, Jose and Anne opened Mita's, their second restaurant together, which has earned Jose nominations for Best Chef Great Lakes from the James Beard Foundation in 2016 and 2017 consecutively. Jose and I had a chance to talk in the corner of a press tent during a rainy Saturday morning in Louisville, Kentucky at this year's Bourbon and Beyond Festival back in September. My name is Jose Salazar, and I am from Cincinnati. own two restaurants, Salazar and Mita's, both located downtown. Yeah. How long have you been there? I've been there 10 years almost to the date. Yeah, October... 10th, 2008, I, uh, I moved from New York to Cincinnati. I grew up in New York and Queens. Salazar's really small, about 42 total seats, bar, dining room, everything. You know, very seasonally driven food, um, great cocktails, small bistro kind of vibe, you know. And then the other restaurants, Meat Does, and it's uh, about 130 seats all in, so substantially bigger. And that one's Spanish Latin American tapas. So loudish music, salsa, merengue, bachata, Tito Puentes. Shakira, you know, so we mix a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new. Um, Joey Arroyo is one of those guys that like, you know, I've always admired his music. And it's really fun and lively music. I mean, we might play some some ballads or something at the beginning of the night when it's a little bit chill. But mid-service, it's you know, it's something with a like a really good strong beat. Definitely, salsa or merengue is, is being played in the middle of service. Day could start anywhere from you know as early as 9 a.m. and maybe even earlier than that if say I have to let an electrician in to do some work. You know, assuming I, I can't like fix it myself because big part of being a, a restaurateur and a chef is, you know, being the plumber and the electrician and the babysitter and the HR department and all those things. But I, I, a real typical day is more around 10 or 11, come in, taking all the deliveries, and it's surprising how long that can take and how physical that can be. It's like, man, after a couple hours of taking in deliveries, you're sometimes like, all right, I'm kind of I'm spent already. And, but then you got to start prepping the food, 
So I do a lot of the butchery, breaking down whole fish, portioning all the, the proteins, and then the rest of the crew starts coming in, usually about one o'clock, two o'clock. So when you're in the beginning of the day and you're cutting, you're, you know, you're breaking down a fish, Yeah. what do you like to have on? I like prepping? old school hip hop. You know, I grew up, like I said, in New York in the 80s and 90s, so I'm an Eric B and Rakim kind of guy. I came in the door, I said it before. I never let the mic magnetize me no more, but it's fighting. Paid in full, I ain't no joke, you know, stuff like that. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke. When I'm Run DMC, Beastie Boys. But, you know, the older I get and the more I, I listen to that and the, the young kids, they don't want to listen to it. So they kind of give me a hard time about it. So I'll, I'll usually defer to them once they get in. But the first couple hours, it's, it's me, you know, kind of playing whatever the hell I want. And the one thing I won't allow is, is trap music in my kitchen. Other than that, I let them kind of pretty much dictate whatever they want and, I, and it's you know I know I sound like a crotchety old man but it's that music for me just I just can't, I can't listen to it man it's just because I'm substantially older than a lot of these kids that work for me like you know they're in their 20s and I I get that you know maybe they look at me like I'm just crazy when I tell them that I don't like what they're listening to but you know whatever so when they come in yep when they come in and and it's no longer just you what what's a good what's a good mix mix to, yeah what, um, what, do you, what do you kind of feel like is a good meeting in the middle so especially on a busy night or like when you're you're prepping for a busy night you know some some real hardcore metal some metallica you know that that'll get me amped that'll get everybody amped everyone's like all right you know we're gonna move a little bit faster right now because this is playing can't help but like be like okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna move faster and, and you it works man you get shit done it's like before you know it, you're like all right we're, we're cool we're done let's drink coffee and, yeah. so at the end of the night yeah, let's yeah. say the night's over everyone's gone uh -huh. what are you guys having on to kind of just end the evening anything in particular probably um the front of the house meaning the servers the waiters they're the ones who usually pick that music and at the end of the night and it's usually a lot more alternative rock or our manager likes to play a lot of TLC we keep saying like have they caught that waterfall yet because don't go chasing waterfalls is the first song that comes on every time at the end of the night kind of like a trigger yeah 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 it's like all right that all the guests are gone it's TLC's on <laughs> But you know, I love it. Again, it's it's kind of from my era, and I, I can get down with it. Yeah, but it's it's usually like at the beginning of the day, it's the chefs and the cooks who dictate what's being played, and at the end of the night, the the bartenders and the servers are the ones. So, were there any musical ambitions prior to being a cook, or are you are you uh, musical at all? Outside? No, and I wish I was. I've I've always my a lot of people in my family are. My mother's an amazing singer, and she was a. a semi-professional I mean she always held a day job but she would sing um, and travel around the world singing so you know she made some money doing it so I guess she was professional what kind of music did she sing? tango yeah she sang tango music um, so my family's from Colombia and there's a uh, while Argentina is probably Argentina and Uruguay are probably the two countries that are most I guess recognized for tango music um, in Colombia there's also a, a long history of tango music and and Gardel who was you know 
probably one of the most famous tango musicians died in Colombia. But somehow Colombians have embraced him and, and the fact that he was there when he passed. So I grew up with a very musical family, but it, the, the gene just skipped me. And, but a lot of chefs, a lot of, a lot of cooks are really good musicians. And I think there's something to do with the dexterity. Like you have to be able to manage 10 or 12 saute pans at a time and know that there's three things in the oven and there's another thing that's about to you know come out of the oven. And so having that like ability to manage all those things at once probably is why some uh, some cooks are really good musicians. You said specifically drummers. Drummers, I think, yeah, percussionists because you know, again, like think about it. You're you're using all your your limbs, and you're able to sort of synchronize all those things at once. And in some ways, that's kind of what a cook is. You know, you kick the oven door with the back of your foot. You reach up this way to grab something out of the broiler. Behind your back, you're kind of grabbing for your side towel, and and that to me reminds me a lot of what a percussionist does. But again, I don't know firsthand because I was never able to master the drums. I tried. I really wanted to be a drummer. You know, we, uh, you know, end up hanging out with musicians a lot after work just because we're out at the same time. So if you you're go, both awake. you're both awake. You know, it's 1 a.m. You're pretty much just wrapping up your night from from a work standpoint. You're like, all right, what are we gonna do? And no, you know, honestly, nine out of ten times, there's really not much else to do but to go out and grab a beer. And even if you don't drink, but, you know, you find yourself in a bar or some, you know, a, a restaurant if they're still open at that time. And and that's where everyone's going. That's where the musicians are going. That's where anybody who's up late at night is, usually ends up. So, you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I think, commonalities with... The lifestyle, yeah, yeah, and and for for good and for bad too. I mean, sometimes getting out at 1 a.m. can can lead to some pretty destructive behavior, and we all know that. And then there's also just you know, there's a certain personality that gravitates towards working in kitchens or towards being musicians, and 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 so yeah, there's there's definitely some similarities between us. Thanks to Chef Jose Salazar. You can check out salazarcincinnati.com for reservations and more. You can also head over to thebluegrasssituation.com for a link to his shift list, including all the music you heard on this episode and more. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places that you get podcasts. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs, based on an article by the same name created by Nevin Martell, originally published over at BGS.com. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, managing editor Craig Shelburne, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for roots culture redefined. Theme music by Jamie Drake. Check her out at jamiedrakemusic.com. The Shift List is a part of the BGS Podcast Network. Be sure to check out BGS's ever-growing collection of podcasts up right now at thebluegrasssituation.com. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening.